California Frontier Podcast, Episode 3. The California Frontier Podcast is dedicated to helping you explore the Golden State's unique history, culture, and environment. I'm Damian Bassage, and I'm your host. California get its name? There are many theories about where the name California comes from. Some suspect that it's derived from the Latin or Spanish phrases for hot furnace, which is what I heard growing up, calida fornax in Latin or caliente horno in Spanish. One of the early California settlers, Josefa Carrillo de Fitch, was convinced that California was an indigenous word. When she was interviewed about her recollections by the um, transcribers working for historian Hubert Howe Bancroft, Josefa said she remembers her mother telling her that, quote, California is an Indian word, and in Spanish it means high hill, unquote. Now, it's really hard to know if uh, Josefa's theory is true. But uh, the most widely accepted origin of the name California comes from a Spanish novel written in the 16th century called Las Sergas de Esplandian, which means the exploits or the adventures of Esplandian. It was written by a man named Garcia Rodriguez de Montalvo, and he is best known for writing one of the most popular action-adventure stories or chivalric romances in Spain, Amadis de Gala, which means Amadis of Gaul, Gaul being the older word for what is today France. Now, this novel was published in Seville in 1510, and if you know your dates, you know that that's even before um, Cortes had set foot on the uh, North American continent. So, this is before, quite a bit before Europeans had reached uh, the California coast. And Las Sergas de Esplandian tells the story of a knight named Esplandian. And he's the son of Amadis. Now, Amadis is a hero of Montalvo's earlier novel, and he was very popular. Uh, these, these novels, if, if you think about them in some ways, are like the um, Marvel comics or DC comics of today with lots of different characters who do lots of different things. Sometimes they get together to fight evil monsters or villains, and sometimes they're off on their own adventures. So in this story, Esplandian uh, has to go help defend the city of Constantinople. Constantinople was the, the largest and most important Christian city in the eastern Mediterranean, and it had often been uh, besieged by the Ottoman Empire, and eventually it fell to the Ottoman Empire in uh, 1453. Now, among those who are assaulting the city is a group of women warriors led by a queen named Calafia. Now, Calafia rules over an island, and you guessed it, this island is called California. Now here's a quote from 
the Sergas. Quote, I tell you that on the right-hand side of the Indies, there was an island called California, which was very close to the region of the earthly paradise. This island was inhabited by black women, and there were no males among them at all, for their way of life was similar to that of the Amazons. The island was made up of the wildest cliffs and the sharpest precipices found anywhere in the world. These women had energetic bodies and courageous, ardent hearts, and they were very strong. Their armor was made entirely out of gold, which was the only metal found on the island, as were the trappings of the fierce beasts that they rode once they were tamed. In the novel, California is a fantastic place, as in fantastic meaning fantasy, filled with warrior women and fierce beasts. Of course, in Montalvo's story, someone as powerful as Calafia can't remain an enemy for long. She eventually switches loyalties, she becomes a Christian, and she marries Esplandian's cousin, thereby entering the family. Now, According to um, authors Rosemary Beebe and Robert Senkiewicz, Montalvo was influenced by stories that Christopher Columbus and other explorers sent back about the marvels of the New World. Now, chivalric or knightly novels like Amadis and Las Sergas were very popular in 16th century Spain, so popular that Miguel de Cervantes, the author of Don Quixote, blamed the madness of his own character, Don Quixote, on staying up late and reading these novels. Cervantes considered most of them to be trashy. In fact, if you read Don Quixote, Las Sergas de Splandian is one of the first books that's burned in the bonfire that the barber and the priest um, make when they gather Don Quixote's books together. Now, the connection between this book and the conquistadors that came to the New World is actually pretty close. We know that they were reading books of chivalry. Bernal Diaz de Castillo, who was a soldier in Cortez's campaign against the Aztecs, says that the first time he and his comrades saw the Aztec capital of Tenochtitlan, quote, we were amazed. We said it looked like the enchanted things they tell in the book of Amadis, unquote. Now, we don't know exactly who gave California its name, but by the 1540s, Spanish explorers were already referring to the peninsula, and I mean Baja California, as California. Of course, when early writers mentioned California, um, they were talking about Baja California, since the existence of Alta California wouldn't be confirmed until... Um, 1542, when uh, Juan Rodriguez Cabrillo sails north along the coast and enters into what is today uh, San Diego Bay. Cabrillo went as far north as the San Francisco Bay. It was Sebastián Vizcaíno in 1602 who certified that California was not an island, but rather a peninsula connected to the North American mainland. Now, could 
early explorers have called California California because they were being ironic because most of what they saw was a dry and forbidding landscape. We don't know for sure. But if we do know, if it's likely that the name California comes from Montalvo's novel, just how did he arrive at the name California? Did he base it on Calida Fornax or Caliente Horno? I think you'll find that the answer is very interesting. So 400 years before Montalvo's novel, a very similar name appears in one of the most important epic poems of all time, the medieval Song of Roland. Montalvo surely read the Song of Roland since his characters are all connected to that poem. The Song of Roland tells the story of the famous King Charlemagne and his most heroic knight, Roland. As is common in medieval epic poems, Charlemagne, a Christian king, is locked in a continual series of battles with non-Christian kingdoms. In one of the stanzas of the poem, Charlemagne lists the enemy realms that oppose him. Quote, Against me, then, the Saxon will rebel, Hungar, Bulgar, and many hostile men, Romaine, Poulain, all those are in Palerne, and in Africa, and those in Califerne. Unquote. So, Califerne is clearly the precursor of the name California, at least to my eyes. But was Califerne an imaginary place or a real place? And this is where looking at old journals can be very interesting. According to an article in the Journal of the Historical Society of Southern California in 1923, there were a number of fortified cities located along the coast of North Africa during the Middle Ages. Quote, Some of them famed for their magnificence as well as for their strength. And the Arabic word for this type of town was kalah or kalat. This word was used as a prefix in forming their names, and a number of such names were known to the Christian world. Unquote. So the authors of the article tell us that there was a city known as Cala Ifrene, or Califrene, which was the capital of the great empire founded by a warrior called Beni Hamad. Now, Beni Hamad's empire was in existence at the time of the Song of Roland, and in the 11th century, excuse me, was in existence at the time that the Song of Roland was written down, which is in the 11th century. It was on the coast of what is today Algeria. So according to this article from uh, the Southern California Historical Society Quarterly, Kali Frain, quote, was the queen city of Barbary in the 11th century. And the city eventually fell in the middle of the 12th century. The term Barbary was used to refer to the lands of the Berber people of North Africa and what is collectively referred to today as the Maghreb. Now, since the early Middle Ages, privateers or pirates from the North African coast would make raids all over the Mediterranean, especially Spain and Italy, to capture slaves. 
and um, and to um, to get spoils, to rob, steal things. These slave traders would become known as the Barbary pirates, and from the 16th century on, they served the Ottoman Empire. And if if you know much about your Don Quixote lore. Miguel de Cervantes was a prisoner of Barbary pirates in Algeria for five years. Now, this went on for quite a while, and in the early 19th century, U.S. Marines were battling Barbary pirates in what is today Libya. The battles are memorialized in the Marine Corps anthem with the lines to the shores of Tripoli. So, Montalvo's name, California, is not really invented, but it's derived from a real place. But you may have heard of the name Barbary Coast because it's associated also with the city of San Francisco. And as you probably know, San Francisco had a pretty rough reputation in the 19th century. This is before all the tech startups arrived and... In the 1850s and 60s, the red light district was so dangerous that that's why sailors referred to it as the Barbary Coast. If you weren't careful, you actually might not make it out alive. Now, little did these sailors know that they were hearkening back to the actual origin of the name California. So... Now we have an idea of where this name comes from way back in time. T.S. Eliot was supposed to have said, Mediocre writers borrow, but great writers steal. Now, whether or not you consider Garcia Rodriguez de Montalvo a great writer, and Cervantes certainly didn't because he had his novels burned in, his, in Don Quixote, he seems to have taken the name, he meaning Rodriguez de Montalvo, seems to have taken the name California from the Song of Roland, thereby turning a real place into a land of fantasy. And California seems to still be on that trajectory, a real place which is also a fantasy land, and a fantasy land which is also a real place. So when you think about the name of California, think back to Montalvo, to Queen Calafia, and to the Barbary Coast. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the California Frontier Podcast. If you liked what you heard, consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the California Frontier Project website at www.californiafrontier.net. If you have a question, a comment, or a suggestion, make sure and drop me a line at damian at californiafrontier.net. <laughs>